Well, 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 you came back for another episode. Welcome to another episode of Your Success at Last DNA. Those daily needed actions, those daily little attitude adjustments, those little oops, those little motivational boosts that you get through the day. Normally, we don't like them to be long, drawn-out boosts, but it seems like this week, I'm just in a talking mood. Anyway, so today we're going to talk about being assertive. You know, there's a lot of guys I've come across in my time, and, and then I won't, I mean, you know what, I'm not going to narrow this down to just guys. Uh, there's been a lot of ladies that think being assertive means being a jerk. And, and you see, as you seek success in your business or, or your love life or your relationships or, or any other venture, it really helps you to take stock of your assertiveness and avoid being a Avoid jerkiness. How about that? See, assertiveness is the ability to honestly express yourself without undue self-doubt and anxiety. And for me, those folks that are inserting all that jerkiness in there have self-doubt and they're hiding behind that. Okay? So, the thing is, if others can walk all over you, well, then they're going to tend to treat you the way you let them treat you. Now, I'm not blaming this on you. I'm just saying. Overall, it's just a psychological fact that if people realize that they can walk over you, then they'll tend to walk all over you, and you'll tend to view that in a negative light. See, we're all born with uh, with assertiveness, uh, and for others, I will say, yeah, some are born with assertiveness. Others, self-assertiveness is a cultivated skill. And that leads us right into the question of the day. And the question of the day is, what do you want or need to change? Now, I'm not saying you have to zero right in on this topic of the day, but this just tends to fit with today's topic. Do you need to be more assertive? Or do you need to enhance the is there, the way you're being assertive? Like I said, there are a number of very assertive folks out there that are harsh and abrupt and just downright rude about it. And while they can be effective up to a point, there's a uh, level of diminishing returns on that style of assertiveness. Right? But anyway, the question of the day I want you to ponder after the episode and you have time to sit down is what do you want or need to change in your life? Yeah? Is there something? You want to start saving for something? Right? Have you called your best friend recently? Like I mentioned to you yesterday, I just recently lost my best friend of over 30 years, almost four decades I've known I knew Robbie. And let me tell you, I'd be kicking myself in the hiney if I hadn't kept up with him and hadn't gone out to visit him. On the, visited, oh, that's good speaking. I had gone out to visit him uh, most recently. So what is it you want or need to change? Whatever it is, think about it. Perhaps it's your assertiveness. And with that, I'm going to share with you five strategies to learn how to change and become more assertiveness simply by employing one or, or all of these strategies. They're all designed to work well together, and it's almost like a step-by-step -step process. So pick one, start using it, add on the next one, add on the next one. Um, as you'll learn here, they'll kind of flow together. You'll start with identifying your boundaries. Right? You've got to know what your limits are. This is the first step to mastering self-assertiveness is to figure out where you are going to draw the line. Right? 
how much abuse are you willing to take? Right? How much? Are you willing to take a whole bunch of it? Or are you saying, nope, that's it, right there, come on, you've gone too far. Now, there's a certain level of, uh, I don't know, rudeness, abuse, is probably the best, uh, it's the only word I can think of at the moment, and I'm not going to sit here and, and re recant my words, but there's a there's a certain amount that we tend to be, need to take in, in situations. Um, if you've made a mistake at work, you're going to take a little bit of... Uh, chastising, a little constructive criticism as it's called in the PC world, we'll call that abuse in this particular case. But then there's a point where you're saying, all right, I get it, I got it. You need me to do this, this and that, and allow me to go do it and take care of it. So I want you to be honest with yourself and avoid letting self-doubt stop you from defining boundaries because in every situation, there's a boundary to be set, whether it's a child and a parent the child can say, look, mom, that's what you're what you're saying right now is crossing the line. I understand and I respect your opinions and I'm sorry for whatever it is that I've done to upset you. However, that's crossing the line. I can hold a lot of respect for one of my daughters who would say something like and say, look, hey, dad, at that point, you're crossing the line. All right, I can back off because I have that level of respect and, and, and they've earned it. And I want it in return for me. So if I, if, if I say they're crossing the line, I want them to do that in return. So so identify your boundaries, right? How much abuse are you willing to take? And here's what I want you to do. I want you to write it down. Start writing down where you're going to draw the lines in various situations. Think about some of the roles you play. Huh? You're feeling a trend here? Uh, a little loop back there. We talked about this on Monday. What roles you're currently playing or what roles do you want to play? And what limitations you're going to place on abuse? What various situations, what lines are you going to draw on the sand? Right? And then as you're thinking about them, feel your internal reactions. Listen to that inner voice. Let me tell you, the more you listen to that inner voice, the better and wiser it's going to be. And the more it's going to tell you. Maybe even recall some past situations in which you let someone go too far. How'd that feel? Pretty crappy, right? Yeah, just go ahead and nod your head. I know it. I've been there. Uh, I'm, yeah, I feel you, brother. I feel you, sister, right? So at what point, if you'd be able to go through that all over again, which, you know, quite probably you might in some other situation, might be a different person, but if you allow it to happen once, it could easily happen again. At what point do you want to put your foot down next time and write that down? Okay. See, here's the thing. Why do I want you to write it down? Research has shown that when you externalize your thought process by writing them down, you've got a far better chance of making a lasting impact on your future behavior. So by writing it down, it's almost like writing your goals. Are we feeling this trend too? Right? You, you have a far better psychological way of making things change. Right? It's almost like you're committing it to yourself. You're taking it from a thought and making it something physical in the real world by writing it down. All right. Anyway, I beat that one enough. Next, I want you to forgive wisely. Hmm? Use some smart forgiveness here. See, let's be honest. Forgiveness or the ability to forgive is really important for your well-being. Right? We don't want to be holding on to all kinds of hate and letting it stew up inside there and eat away at our insides and just kind of right? Just gnaw at us. Right? It, it could really go way too far. Okay, And here's the other side. The forgiveness itself can go way too far because if you continue to give someone for their 
in his behaviors, you're more likely to be offended again, right? Like I said, people are going to treat you like they learned that you will let them treat you. So you're likely to be offended again. And there are parasitic personalities out there, right? When they realize they can hurt you with impunity, they are going to do so because it helps foster whatever reason that they have a parasitic personality. All right. So the one way you can empower yourself is, first off, let's cut ties with those toxic individuals in your life. And there may be some of those toxic individuals that you can't just walk away from immediately. You're going to want to distance yourself as quickly as possible. All right. This, the, the split, yeah, it's probably going to be painful in the beginning. But as you step away and their toxicity ebbs, right? You're probably going to blossom and get this free feeling, this freedom, this feeling of freedom uh, once their influence, you know, just kind of weans away. Uh, I'm speaking from experience here. I'm preaching to the choir, right? Had toxic people in my life and I've been able to distance myself from them. Let me tell you, it's probably like taking the chains off my heart, uh, let alone my ankles and my wrist. So, anyway. So, and, and with this newfound, I don't know, call it confidence, call it self-esteem, right? Call it self-assurance. You're going to start to attract people into your life that treat you with the respect you deserve. And once again, I speak from experience here. When you start putting your foot down, you gain a level of respect. And the people that start getting, uh, start being drawn to you like that respect and respect you for that. So you really start sending out, I want to sound all woo-woo-ish here, but you start sending out signals of this new respectivity, right? This new positivity, and the, the universe starts sending you these people. All right, that's a little too woo-woo for me, but you get what I'm talking about. Now, let's talk about thinking strategically. As you start to build up this this self-assurance, this self-assertiveness, you're going to need some tactics, some strategies to deal with those that are going to attempt to or just go right on ahead and step all over your toes, cross those lines and overstep their boundaries. Okay? So what I want you to do is I want you to realize that assertiveness, yeah, it's going to require some clear and calm discourse, also known as conversation which is going to go a whole heck of a lot better than a shouting match, right? Not a whole lot happens in shouting matches. Well, let me let me back up. A whole lot happens in a shouting match, but nothing gets accomplished in a shouting match. It just becomes this one-upness, right? Oh, I'm going to, oh, you're going to say this about me. Well, I'm going to say this about you. And you're going to remember this from last year. I'm going to remember this from two years ago. You remember that from three years ago. Four. Yeah, nothing's getting accomplished, right? Because generally, the calmer you are when you're engaged with an, with an offender, the more effective your conversation is going to be. Now, I'm not going to say that they're actually going to hear you. And I don't mean hear you with their ears. I mean hear you with their head and their heart. They're not always going to hear you immediately. But let me tell you what, you're going to be far more successful at, at getting the words through the calm demeanor, right? A clear demeanor. Because even extremely intelligent people can be totally ignorant to how their behaviors are affecting other people. I've seen it time and time again. Brilliant people in accounting, in merchandising, in inventory, in relationships that just 
totally forget. Oh, wow. I or don't even realize. I'm not even forgetting. I don't even realize that some of the actions they're taking are hurting people's feelings. And it isn't, it isn't meant to give these individuals an excuse. However, if it's possible that you haven't asserted yourself previously to let them know that the person's overstepping their bounds. And if you haven't, then maybe they're unaware of how their behavior is coming across. So let them know. So let me give you a quick little a quick little step-by-step -step process here. It's a little acronym. A-S-S-A. -S -S -A. Maybe they're acting like an... Okay. Uh, I'm try and keep this clean. You never know how young the ears are that are listening. But ASSA -S -S -A is an acronym for a really effective little strategy to keep the conversation on topic. So the first day, alert the person you'd like to speak with them. That's easy. Hey, Bob, can I have a minute of your time? Right? Or set up a meeting. Whatever it is. Yo, dude. Or get them on the phone. Alert them that you would like to speak to them. First S. State your grievance. What's, what's your problem? What's your issue? State it clearly and calmly. Say, hey, you know, when you did this, when you did that, I'm not sure if you realize, but it really ah, hurt my feelings, stepped on my toes, I was already working on that, but whatever it is, okay? And then the next S is sell the benefits. Don't just say, hey, it's all about me, but sell the benefits to them of them altering their behavior, of them not doing that the next time. Hey, you know, if you just would have said something, I wouldn't have wasted the time doing the project, or if you had um, some thoughts on how it should have been done, you could, uh, just, hey, please be be uh, free with sharing that with me when you assign me the project, and I'll evaluate those steps, and we'll integrate them in. Wow. <laughs> Politically corrected, I sound right there, right? And now the final A is get some agreement of things being done differently. However, you can get some kind of agreement. Hey, oh yeah, sure, I'll be, I'll be happy to share those that, that with you earlier on, or I'll try, or oh, I'm sorry, you don't even need to get them. I'm sorry. Just an acknowledgement from them that they'll attempt to do things differently in the future. Okay. Now here's the thing: if you find yourself slipping at any point in this process, just think A S S A. Where am I at in this process, and where do I? Where did I get derailed and go back to that point? Maybe you need to re resell the benefits or restate the grievance and then start moving forward again. All right. Wherever the conversation started to veer, right? Because someone might try and take control of that conversation. They'll start to veer you away. Oh, well, the reason I did that was blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's fine. But restate the grievance, then go into the selling the benefits and finally the agreement of attempting to do things differently in the past. So there you go. Let's keep moving for ASSA. Got it? All right. Now, last two. Really easy ones. These are just, oh, this is communication 101. Remain calm. Yeah. And this one's going to be a challenge. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, you don't seem to understand who the person I'm dealing with. I just can't. Yes, yes, you can. Who's <sighs> right? You're going to find that when you remain calm with someone when, that you're confronting about their behavior, here's the thing, when you confront someone about their behavior, they're going to get defensive. Uh, and if they don't, I'll be surprised. You Please, send me a message. Oh, Tracy, I have a perfect example. I confronted them about their behavior, and they were perfectly fine with it. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet, but that's okay. And I'm not saying they're going to fly off the handle. 
but generally people will become defensive when you call them to task on something, right? Do your best to remain calm. There you go. Well, just keep saying, I get it, right? We're all human. I mean, first off, let's be honest, they're, they may feel like they're, uh, they're under attack. No matter how eloquently you state it, how calm you're being, how PC your language is, all right? They might feel like they're, they're, they're coming under attack, especially, like I mentioned, if you haven't called them to task on this before. In this situation, your, um, I don't want to call them your opponent, the person you're, you're, you're talking to is likely going to try and derail you by changing the subject, by bringing up examples of where you're not so great, or bringing up side topics, uh, whatever it may be. There's a, a number of different tactics. Usually it's uh, deflection, um, excuses, uh, diffusing, right? Or, again, I, I'm, let's, let's stick with those three. But the, the key is to remain calm and avoid allowing this to happen. And remember the steps, ASSA, and wherever they start to derail you, go back to that last successful step and start right there again and move forward, okay? But remain calm. And last but not least, honesty is your best tool. Now, this is a tool of good, right? Honesty is essential in every healthy relationship. Every healthy relationship. However, you want to use this as a tool to reinforce boundaries. You don't want to use this as a tool of pain, uh, as a tool of chipping away at someone's self-confidence, or breaking anybody down. Because truth can be used against people. Right? I mean, you... you Someone say, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, but remember that time when you did this? Yes, I, I do remember that time. Well, it was okay for you. Yes, if, if no, it wasn't. But you, you, you hear I'm going with this? Right? You want to use honesty in, in, in a healthy manner, right? Because honesty, like I said, is, a, is essential in healthy relationships. And hopefully if you're having that honest two-way conversation, they will have called you to task on any errors you had made and whether you were stepping over the boundaries uh, and then you you listened and you remained calm and you took it to task and you committed and agreed to do things differently in the future as they followed the ASSA process. All right, so use honesty as a tool. Like I said before, it's, uh, it's essential in healthy relationships. You want to be honest and you want people to be honest with you. So use that tool to reinforce your boundaries. And just that, just to reinforce your boundaries, okay? So, I want you to set clear boundaries and let others know that you are not a pushover. Now, I'm not saying stand on a, the ivory tower and say, I'm not a pushover. But through your actions, let them know you're not a pushover. That when it comes to this line right here, in this situation, they don't cross that line. That's where you stop it. Stand, I don't care, with your arms folded, looking at them like, no, you don't do that. Okay, because I, I can almost guarantee you there are things in your life that you will never let happen, no matter what. Maybe it's your kids. No one's allowed to ever hit your kids because you will come completely undone on them. Right? It's that same kind of mentality when it comes to other situations. Where's that line for you? Right? And start taking those actions. Because then you're going to likely find that becoming becoming a little more assertive, a little self-assured and self-assertive is going to change your life because you all have reclaimed your power. And once you've reclaimed your power, you're going to avoid letting people encroach 
into your domain, so to speak, because this is my domain. This is where I reign supreme in your family, in your business, at your desk. And your, your boundary just may be smaller than someone else's, but it's your domain. And when it comes to this area, you're the expert. You're the brilliance. You're the sun. You're the lights. You're the moon. You're the stars. Right? But you are it. And when they come into here, they're looking for your expertise. That's why they came to you in the first place. All right? So with that, I'm going to leave you go, as I always do. Think successfully. Take action. Talk to you again tomorrow. Bye-bye.